It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, who I'm eagerly anticipating his opinion on whether or not Top Gun Maverick took his breath away hey merman or are you going by your top gun call sign now hey navigator should i kind of prefer bob Bob. so with the introductions out of the way let's rage on i don't know how many times we have to tell you you have to be the name of your own you can't steal bob's name bob is awesome bob was awesome well, thanks to all been supporting us. If Bob you love our awesome. independent podcast, please like, subscribe, uh, share, and give us five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. And you know what? There's a good chance we will, but I can't make any promises there's still a good chance now let's get to raging but first here's a word from our sponsor hey bryce what are you doing tonight i'm going to my favorite cinema canyon meadow cinema to see the best second run movies at the best price what how inexpensive are they Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show. Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. making you feel groovy yeah it's a little hey what about you brycey uh, feel a little too. groovy no oh. no grooviness. he's full of rage apparently <sighs> all right so we went and uh saw a couple of movies this week we did first one we saw was bob's burgers the movie and it was as to be expected. When you take the Belcher family and put them in any situation, you're guaranteed to laugh. The only disappointing thing about this was some of your favorite characters may not have been included. If you love Daryl, you're out of luck. If you're looking for an Edith and Harold sighting, sorry to disappoint. Gretchen also knows shows as well as Gail, which means no Mr. Business. No Mr. Business. But once you get past the fact that it would be impossible to include everyone in the movie, you get to sit back and enjoy the Belcher family. The Belchers are impossible not to root for. And while the film gets a little too convoluted by the end, it is more than forgivable as the story is just a backdrop for the interaction between the lovable characters known as the Belchers. Bob's Burgers, the movie, was by no means perfect. But it just goes to show you, 
that when you have well-written characters, sometimes that is enough. I was either laughing or smiling through most of this and had a very good time. I just really wished Ethan Harold from the art supply store would have shown up. Oh well, as mentioned, they couldn't have included everyone. Bob's Burgers a movie was very enjoyable. It was a very high meh. Well, well, you had me going there. You had me going on either side of that thin line. Was it going to be good enough to push it just a little further? Mm. But apparently not. Well, did anyone else feel like this started like they were trying to redo Annette from the Sparks Brothers? What? The beginning. When, when uh, a little bit, I guess. Yeah, I didn't even, I, yeah. Didn't you, I was watching, like, what? Did did the guys from Bob's Burgers actually just watch the Annette? Actually, did, <laughs> until you just said that, I was like, it was, huh? It's like, totally uh, was. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, well to me, it did. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of cute, but what the fuck? Did they need a TV cartoon show becoming a musical? But wait, it wasn't really a musical. Nah. It was only a couple of songs. So, uh, yeah, back to my originally question what the fuck plus paying $15 to see an extra large episode of Bob's Burgers which I can normally see for free once I've paid my streaming service was not what I call prudent spending habits but I also asked myself why did I go in the first place and the answer is because I like the TV show Bob's Burgers (laughs) those kids are just so damn cute plus the characters are all just as much fun every single one in it they're all just absolutely fun was it the best cartoon movie that i've ever seen no but did i have a good time and did i laugh at the quick quips and sassy adult themed jokes yes i did is this movie worth paying to go to the cinema for maybe on cheap tuesday but not full price friday or just watch it when it comes out on TV, where Bob's Burgers belongs. So unfortunately, as with Bryce, it wasn't good enough to be a Mondo. It no. was just a somewhat tasty burger-filled meh. Yeah, it was a good time, though. It was fun. I, yep. I, I always wonder, other than to make money, why they need to put a TV movie of cartoons on at the movies. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, some some are, like, I think The Simpsons missed completely. I think this one hit more than The Simpsons movie did. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I still would have given The Simpsons movie a Mac because it's The Simpsons and they're fun. So. Yeah. yeah, well, exactly. But it's not. It's no South Park. No, South Park, bigger, longer, and not cut. <laughs> it's probably that one of the Mondo. best movies ever made. <laughs> it was fantastic, so... I kind of got Bob's Burgers between those two, but just I'm trying to just think. like the meat in a in a patty just in like, a burger. Like, exactly, Jim. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other. Those are the only three I can think of off the top of my head that they made into. A I know they've film. made like like um, ones that are more for kids. Like they've done a ton of yeah, that. Yeah, like I guess. But. Whatever that guy Stewie and whatever not Stewie, not Family Guy Stewie, but. Anyway, the they've made some other ones that are more kids focused, but I'm thinking for adult cartoons. I can't think of any. So if any of our listeners are listening, they're going, uh, screaming oh, them all out as you're listening to Aqua, us. Send us messages. Aqua Teen Hunger Force made a movie. Ah, there you go. It's fantastic. It's also fantastic. <laughs> so South good. Park quality. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's also an adult-themed it's show. Very, it's very adult. It's very adult-themed. And it's so good. So we also got to go see 
the movie that one person in this room has been waiting for their entire life. Only 35 years. Okay, just 35 uh, years. Only 35 years to waste. Uh, wait, I mean, sorry, wait. Uh, are you doing your best impression of one of the kids from Bob's Burgers? Let's uh, <laughs> get it over with. So I, I couldn't let, believe. Let, let the venom fly. Let the venom fly. Okay, so I couldn't believe how excited I was to see that Vin Diesel and Princess Leia used the laws of physics to defeat the Empire... Death Star and believable physics to deliver a never ending Lord of the Rings ending to bring happiness and balance to the universe. Right? That's what happened, wasn't it? Uh, something like that. It I was don't know. pretty much. Well, that's what it felt like to me. We got everything I expected to see in this film mm. a basic copy of the original plot, characters, music, and greasy testosterone filled characters playing <laughs> volleyball. Yeah, they were still sweaty. Oh, wait a minute. They didn't play it's volleyball. Football. <gasps> Football, you bet. Yeah, but they're still That's, sweaty. They're still grease. I don't understand where all the grease came from, but apparently somebody was on deck to grease them up. Yeah, every, well, it doesn't, didn't matter where they were. They, someone was spritzing them. That Some, there was a lot of grease on that. I mean, they rolled in the sand and oh. they got back up. There was no sand stuck to them. Yeah, so how that's is that mag- possible? It's magic grease. That is magic. Now, everybody who knows me knows that I love Tom Cruise. Mm. And the biggest problem I have with Tom Cruise, mm. other than his Scientology religion, is that almost every one of his, every film he makes, every 10th one, he adds to a list of the worst movies, in my opinion, that have ever been made. First, we got Top Gun 1. Then we got Cocktail. Then we got Days of Thunder. And now we have the icing on the cake, Top Gun Maverick. This was painful and was just another money grab and rah-rah American flag-waving Air Force physics-defying dumbness. The fact that the premise is the best pilots are basically idiots and force-like powers to hit the Mach 9.5 in planes, which are impossible to hit that mark. The important thing, though, is science isn't important. Tom Cruise can do no wrong. Images of planes flying around for half a movie training how to fly again and again and again and watching people do push-ups to humble themselves is what really matters. Oh, and also because this movie is terrible, it's a rage. There you go. And what does Murray think? Did you get your juice from it, Murr? Uh, apparently this is a rage sandwich then, isn't it? It could be. You well, don't know that. I know that. <laughs> I'd be willing to bet my whole week's Money paycheck with on Jim that. that you're not going to give it anything higher than a rage. I, really? I don't think you liked it. If he hated it, I guarantee you did. All right, well, stay first, tuned. First, the, the facts. Yes. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. 8.7 out of 10 IMDb. Yes. Weekend box office, 126 million. Just the biggest North Tom Cruise has ever got. Tom Cruise opening ever. Absolutely. I have not heard a negative review yet until yours. Oh, interesting. Just a little context before huh. I begin. Hmm. Okay. There nice. are people who won't like it. If yes. you didn't like the first one, you won't like this one either. True. That's True. a fact. I have no problem with that. I'm fine with that. This movie isn't for you. Go see the Harry Potter and Hobbit movies then. Yeah. I'm sure you'll enjoy those better. I don't want to see those either. Uh, Maverick had me hooked from the opening theme song. Of course. The roar of the fighter jets, Tom Cruise on a motorcycle, 
sun rising over the naval base, loved it all. This version of Maverick was 35 years older and far less cocky. Basically, it's his one last hurrah. Uh, it was a more sensitive and vulnerable Pete Mitchell. His love interest this time, uh, the gorgeous Jennifer Connelly, was so much better. Not to mention more age appropriate. Yeah. Uh, that was the biggest problem I had with the original. Uh, while I thought the new fresh face cast did a decent job, most of their call signs were kind of stupid. <laughs> Whatever happened to Hollywood, Wolfman, Sundown, Slider. Now we get Yale. Yale. <laughs> Hangman. Because he's smart, Murray. Payback and Fanboy. Fanboy. Though, nice. as I mentioned, my favorite new character was Bob. Bob. I got to admit, Just Bob was my favorite Bob. character. <laughs> and I actually didn't recognize him. I had to figure out where, he, where I knew him from. From one of my other favorite movies, which, of course, was Bad Times at El Royale. Ah. He was awesome in that, too. Bob is great. Yes, the plot was predictable. I will give you that. Some of the lines were cheesy. Yes. yes. The physics. And, Don't forget the physics. And there was a shirtless beach football scene, though sadly only the men. <laughs> True. What's up with that? There were two females in there as well. Uh, but this was the emotional. It was emotional drama. This film that got me. Watching Val Kilmer in probably his last film role as Iceman actually brought me to tears. Uh, the tributes to Goose by his on screen son were touching as well uh this film was delayed for three years and i think it was released at exactly the right time memorial day weekend yes it was a american patriotic hogwash whatever you rah 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 but it was a hell of a good time but it wasn't perfect as you may have guessed i had a problem with the closing song of course by my did. least favorite musician of all time oh no basically the music equivalent of ben affleck ouch i'm sure the song was fine but as soon as i heard it i, I got up and like left it. did it did it almost change your rating of the film murray it would never change my rating but it definitely <laughs> dampened it a little bit because i was planning on staying throughout the whole closing credits and then you ran until the, the, the music started up and i'm like no i'm gone and then you ran from the building ah so yeah, it was a 9G thrill ride mondo for me. Didn't he get to 10.3? He did. Not in the fighter jet. Yeah, but in, in the other make-believe jet. Make-believe jet. I mean the stealth fighter? <laughs> that doesn't exist yet. And yes, there was no CG. It was actual flying effects. But not I, going I, the speed they said they were oh, going. So whatever. Physics. They're still in them. Still Physics in, means they're nothing. They're still in them. They're still flying in a canyon. That is true. They were doing a lot of flying. It was pretty awesome. If you like flying, I, I didn't see even see an IMAX. I have to admit, and Bri we'll let Bryce talk, but I was going to say, I actually like this one better than the first one. Back to you, Bryce. Top Gun Maverick is an unoriginal, loud, obnoxious, and downright silly film that has some of the worst dialogue ever written since the first Top Gun. Don't think, just do. Apparently, that is what the writers did when penning this sad attempt at nostalgia. They even mentioned... Or, uh, sorry, they even, as mentioned, ripped off Star Wars for their climax as they used the force to blow up the Death Star or whatever they blew up. The movie made me take the highway to the Rager Zone. 
right into the rager zone. Tom Cruise took me right into the rager zone. <laughs> Highway to the rager zone. This was a loud, uninspired, poorly written rage. We got to talk about I should have taken that bet. You should have, but you guys no, but nobody you in their right mind gone to it. You no, you have to. You, you we, shouldn't even have gone to it. Murray, we're not called film love. We're called film rage. And here's the thing. Maybe if they completely redid the story and didn't copy Star Wars, uh, Fast and the Furious and the even, original, it might have been really good. I didn't good. Even get that. You didn't get you didn't, I didn't get, get any of that references. What? Okay, so because I was enjoying the film. Ah, the film. Gotcha. I even enjoyed the ending because it wasn't all about him in in, in in the planes. I mean, there was other stuff too. It was almost like a part of a Mission Impossible movie too. Here, oh yeah, throw that in. There you go. Um, which I love the Mission Impossible films. I Here's don't. the thing: if you like if you like that type of movie, which and, I do. which which you do. And there's a lot of people that obviously also like 97%. it. 97%. Yeah, 90% of the people who uh, went to people it, but who people voted. who don't like it wouldn't have gone to see it, right? Like, I think the people that go see The Fast and the Furious would also see this movie. The people that liked um, The Last Star Wars or the first three, which all had to shoot the Death Star in the same way, would also have liked this movie. It's, it's you know what? We got to see them all. We got to see the. We got to see Sonic Two. I guess we don't anymore. We're not seeing Sonic Three. No, because we passed a law. Yes, kitty <laughs> but movies are if out. it's for adults, we're gonna see it. And unfortunately, I, I, I agree with you. It's not for you, me. It's for you. Yes, this is good. That's why I didn't go with you guys. That's right. Because I enjoyed it for three days until this day. Till this day, that's terrible. Mm. Mm. I thought it was poopy. I thought it was also Glad poopy. You guys I did like it. Bob. And I did and think you couldn't have paid me to see Bob the Burgers because <laughs> I watched the TV. You show. wanted to why see the I original. Pay, why would I pay you to watch? That's Bob the only the way you would have got me into theater. To you, see it, but but I, I would never pay. You know you what? To. The key is to this. Why would in, I do that? In all the movies we saw in theaters, yes, there was a Bob. That's true, and that's the real meaning of Christmas. Mm. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Well, that was all we saw in theaters. Well, kind of. What? We saw something else? We did. We also uh, partook in the uh, the uh, Calgary Black Film Festival. Yes, we did. Yeah. And you know what? I have to admit, uh, getting to meet some of the people that showed up, which was unfortunately not as many as we were hoping to, really was. this was a really well put together package of films that we got to see. There was... Um, I want to say most of them that were in cinema were all mostly all documentaries. Yeah. So except for the ones that were maybe playing during the day, unfortunately we didn't get to see anything that was playing during the day. We did get all the evening showings for was what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Yeah. So we were at all four evening showings. Yeah, we saw and, a lot of good docs. Yeah, and, and docs. And one amazing one. And yeah, and I, th I thought there was a couple amazing. So uh, why, don't you, why don't you One say, amazing one. All right. One was super amazing. That's for sure. Yes. Okay. Well, so why don't you tell us what the most super amazing one was? The Ants and the Grasshopper. Yes. That was my favorite film of the festival. And I was supposed to come up with two, but the rest, it's, just, it's like a four-way tie for They were all meh. Uh, yeah. Well, well. <laughs> Um, 
So tell us a little bit about Ants and the Grasshopper because it was it was also my favorite film of the festival. It was awesome. <laughs> that's, that's all you want to say about it? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I want to remind people. And the fact that the, the, the what's-her-head was like every time there was something to drive, she would get up there and just start driving it. Yeah, it Anita. Fantastic, Anita. Yeah. And uh, I put one of my notes where I put, if Winston can change... Yeah. So can everyone. Yeah, we got another Winston. We got another Winston showing. Yes. And uh, I thought that Anita... So Anita... This, Winston seemed like a bit of a doofus in the, the beginning. Yeah, he he's was. coming around. He, he came... That's what I'm saying. He's coming around. And this film is all about change. It's it's about one person, yep. Anita, who is a farmer and... Yeah, she, it's, it's Anita's friend that was driving this stuff. Like, yeah. Well, they were Anita. both they were both having yeah, fun. They're having fun, but yeah. Anita's friend uh, was, a, was was loving kind of her translator that, too, and uh, she was yeah. Every time there was something to drive, she just got. Up She's there, like, give me like, that. Yeah. And I don't think she even had her driver's license. No, but she just wanted to drive. But she just wanted to drive stuff. Oh, that you can drive that. Oh, I was gonna get on that and give it a spin. Yeah, yeah she's good. It, I liked the, her a lot. The so the premise of the story is. She's seeing how climate how is. climate is affecting her as a farmer yep. and the community in which she lives in. And so she goes over to the U.S. Flies she's convinced the U.S. And the first time she's ever been on a plane to go and talk to, in hopes of talking to some U.S., both U.S. farmers, but also someone politically. And maybe change And the maybe way get things. the way they think and do things. And they... And, that was part of the joy that came from this film was the fact that every farmer that she had met yep. in the U.S. was kind of like, well, that's interesting, but I don't see how it affects me. And it was interesting because the things that she was warning them that was going to happen, because this film did take place over a, a, a maybe a year or two, and... And they were now becoming affected by the things that she was saying. Of course, you know, for every every uh, Winston that you've got, you, you've you got a family that goes, well, it's God's plan. Yeah, that was that. And she's like, she was she was a uh, Christian herself. Yeah. But she's kind of like, I don't think this is God's plan for us to no. be stupid. So it, it was a pretty powerful uh, the, film. The thing that was powerful is that it really was, honestly, that Winston segment there where there's like, okay, there's no way that you're going to talk any logic to this kid. And by the end of it, hey, Winston's coming around. Yeah. It's like that was that was some powerful stuff, the, the fact that, you know, he's trying to do good now. And it, yeah. it was all stemmed from this lady from – that from a you know the other side of the world came over and just had a little chat with him. Yeah. And it took a while to sink in, but that's the thing that you you plant that seed with some people and eventually yeah. they're going to come around. Yeah. That's why you just got to plant all the seeds that you can yeah. and hopefully a few of them will sprout. Yeah, so so if you get a chance to see this film, The Ants and the Grasshopper, it's 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 a must-see film. It's amazing. Uh, the other one that I actually really like Powerful Women, which was I actually really, really like this. This one made it for Mondo for me as well was the murder in Paris. It was very, very good. It was, um, it's a political whodunit fraught with political intrigue and deceit. Mm -hmm. um, and th this film was probably one of the most fastest paced documentaries that I've ever seen. I thought that they moved through the, I think there was so much content. I almost wish that this could have been a little bit more of a docu series, right? But yeah, but they, I loved how jumped, fast it and moved. they jumped right into it. Yeah, they did, yeah. and but that but that's what made it so good for me. Uh, and, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. And 
there the woman who's the journalist in this really drove this story mm. through to the end uh the other thing that i found it very surprising which you don't see a lot is it was a very french and english film because it had every time they spoke english there was french subtitles and every time they spoke french there was english subtitles so i would like to give kudos i'm just going to interrupt you for a second yeah no here, do it to the subtitles that we saw uh, the one movie we saw saturday night all the subtitles were white but they were all outlined in yes, black. Yes. And it didn't matter where the, the there was totally white background, you could still read them. If it was a totally black background, you could, you could still, still read them. them. You could That's how you do That's subtitles. how you do subtitles. Now, yeah. uh, the Murder in Paris not as good. It had it had the uh, kind of black blocked off yeah. with white on top, which was still okay cuz at least you could read them all the time. Yep. So that is how you do subtitles so that people can actually read them. So they're not guessing what's going on for a third of the film because there's a light background and they can't read all the subtitles. Oh, yeah. So kudos to the subtitle people. I don't know. But I don't understand why everybody in the world doesn't do white subtitles outlined in black because then it doesn't matter what you put it on. Yep. You can read it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And make them big enough. White. You can read it. You can put total black. You can read it. And put it on bigger on the screen so people can actually read it yes. we've anyway good point about the subtitles Sorry, i just had These, to say something because well, the subtitles were tremendous at this uh, festival. apparently <laughs> black artists understand how they need to read when you're reading subtitles yes. so kudos to that too so overall this was a, a fantastic film festival that we were a part of and people please go check out calgaryblackfilm.com to check out their whole lineup. This is a organization that does these film festivals all across Canada. They have one in Halifax, they have one in Toronto, they have one in Montreal, which was the original one, she's and they also, have one in Vancouver. She's also got one in South America, right? Yeah, I think it was Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. So so this this is is going to be growing. So anybody who's who's listening to us now, if you live in Calgary or anywhere in Canada or Brazil apparently, uh, make sure that you check out Calgary Black film in your neighborhood and check out some of these amazing films. Yep. Uh, and if, if we're going to get all docs next year, I'll be perfectly happy with that also. Yes. So there was, there was one opening film, the thin line, which was not a documentary, but, but for the most but part, the, we got a lot of insightful, uh, eye opening documentaries, the thin white line, I thin think. white line. Yes. Or was it just the white or line? It was just the white, the white line. I don't even remember. It I'm was s- the s- white line. I'm sorry, it wasn't. I there wasn't, we go. It wasn't my favorite film of the it, festival. Well, the documentaries were stronger. Yes. But thank you to the people from Calgary Black Film Festival. Yes, we appreciate I've, being a yeah, part of your well, festival this year and uh, really enjoyed ourselves. It was great, and uh, we're hoping that uh, we get uh, a lot invited more back out. next year. I'm invited next year and a lot bigger turnout next year. It's, yes, it's just like they're going through they're growing pains. You know, they're, they'll they'll grow just like. It, you know, Cuff wasn't built in a year. Neither was Sif. Neither of the great festivals that we go, live in our city. So there you go. All right. Well, and that's what we did a lot last week. But I have a feeling Murray's did some exciting things too. What did you do, Mur? I worked. <laughs> and he got paid. <laughs> got paid. He works hard for his money. Uh, I wouldn't say that. that he far. works hard for it, honey. I wouldn't go that far, but I worked anyway. So yeah, I barely got to see one movie. What? Well, I also previewed seven movies last That's week, too, true. but I can't talk about those, can I? No, you cannot. But what can you talk about? Sweet, sweet 
Merman. Oh, sorry, Navigator. Navigator. What are we talking? Ray Liotta. <gasps> Ray Liotta. Mm. Dad in 67. That's yeah. young, man. Passed away in his sleep. Dominican Republic last week while he was shooting a film. Well, where he was shooting a film. Yeah, yeah. While he was shooting. Another Hollywood icon gone too soon. With his smoldering blue eyes and quiet intensity, Ray Liotta specialized in psychopathic characters who hide behind a cultivated charm. Born in Newark, New Jersey, adopted by a township clerk and an auto parts store owner, studied acting at the University of Miami. Like many other actors, spent his first years doing television. Started on Another World. That's, that's so soap opera. opera. And some TV movies and short-lived shows. He broke into movies with uh, the comedy Something Wild, 1986. Oh, yeah. Which actually garnered him rave reviews. After a few independent films, he played Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And a year later, he would land his iconic role in Goodfellas. Mm. The film's huge success brought him wide popularity and enabled him to get star building in future films, such as Article 99, Unlawful Entry, and Unforgettable. He worked steady throughout his career, brought his unique style to every project. He had as much of a bat as a badass that he was on screen. From all accounts, he was a genuinely sweet and down-to-earth guy. He always had time for his fans. My opinion, he was the very definition of mesmerizing. He will be missed. That's all I got. Cool. Yeah, sweet mer. Yeah, you know, he's one of those actors that as his as he he aged. He he was moving into different roles too. He wasn't yeah. always that angry guy. Which... Yeah, I mean that's one he played the best. But I mean, yeah, he had other, other roles as well. But yeah, sixty-seven. That's so yeah. young. Yeah, as far as I know, he's in good shape. Like, I don't think it was an OD or anything. He just died yeah, of yeah. sleep. Just sad. Sometimes anyway. we don't. Sometimes we just don't know. Yeah, ah. I had to take a moment to well, pour one out for you, Ray. Yeah. Thanks, Mer. All right. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. I just plugged my ears for the next five minutes. You don't even know what my rage is going I to be, Murray. What rage is going to be about. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Oh, you th- what do you think my rage is going okay, to be? Okay, then you like me. My rage this week is about Tom Cruise. Yeah. Not because he made Top Gun. But because he made Top Gun 2. And Tom, I love you. And it's you should have put out the next Mission Impossible before I got to see this one. That's my rage this week. I wish this was pushed out another three years. Or three decades. Possibly. Yeah, a lot of people loved it. Just saying. They did love it. Those are probably the same people who also love Fast and the Furious movies. I didn't say I hated that one either. There you go. This wasn't my kind of movie. That's right. Except for the whole cars in space thing, I actually enjoyed it. Well, this was like Star Wars yeah, on Earth. Whatever. Hmm. Ah, Top Gun Maverick broke the U.S. Memorial Day weekend box office record. That is sad, and that is my rage. 
Period. End of sentence. You guys are so original. Well, what else did... Uh, so there's more to unpack on that, though, because... Thank you, Bryce. This is the only movie that we really could have seen other than Bob's Burgers last week. So we yeah. are now... We are now in summer, almost yeah. at summertime. Well, we should be seeing, there should be at least five films that are out this weekend. There, and we had a choice of two. There should be three to four films being released yes. every week. And it's not. And it's and that's that's the sad thing is these these ridiculous, awful blockbusters are just- Because studios won't do that. Are just devouring the screens. I, and it's it's annoying. Is it, if you were to release like, what's coming out this week? Uh, Oh, the Cronenberg thing. If you yep. released that the same weekend as Top Gun, it, it would have got destroyed. There was a time when they would release these blockbusters, but then they'd actually re- release pr- counter-programming for the people that didn't want to watch the see crowd. It. No, I get that. And they don't do it anymore. Yeah. They just don't. And I don't understand like, you know why what I, happened to I, that to I can that tell blueprint. you why. I can tell you why that is. Well, this is my guess is why that is. My guess is, is that nobody wants to go up against one that's going to be a blockbuster. And so it's like it's like the other s- studios now aren't even competing with each other. It's not it's, even they're not they're not the Top Gun Maverick isn't the competition for ninety no, percent of the movies. No, but we're waiting until whatever. What's something? There's a superhero movie coming out in June. Yeah, Thor's and you're not and you're not going to you're not going to release Thor against Maverick. Why not? Be- you just won't because you don't. And, that, and I get that. I don't re- I don't get not releasing other films against Maverick that. Are not geared towards the same. As much as you want to think that they're not, or maybe you, I don't think you care, but Maverick is geared towards the same people that are going to the Marvel movies. Yes, I would agree. So yeah. Yeah, that's why you're not releasing those together. Yeah. But there are so many films that could have been, and that's probably why Bob's Burgers got released here because you're obvious you're not gearing Bob's Burgers yeah, towards the, the Maverick people. Of- and Although there could be people that oh, there's going to be crossover yeah. with everything. Yeah, yeah. But, but you're not doing. But there should have been three or four other, well, at least three other options, and there weren't, yeah. and it's yeah. dumb. So, and I don't so get obviously it. there's there's still a gap from COVID, and that's the other thing. It's from tough to, film it's, production, right now it's tough to because there's so many things that the that were sitting on the shelf, like Maverick, that was sitting on the shelf for three years just because they they're waiting for a bigger audience. Yeah. There's also a lot of smaller films that get, just sat on the shelf yeah. because there was just nowhere to release. <laughs> and then there's a lot of Liam Neeson movies. <laughs> and there, apparently there's like a, just a metric ton of Liam Neeson movies. There's like Taken Part 12. Yeah. I can't I see that. I can't believe there's another Ice Road or whatever. What is it Ice called? Road Truckers Neeson or something? Truckers. Yeah, Ice Road Truckers <laughs> 6 is coming out. Whatever. Starring Liam Neeson. Yeah, you know, who you has know. a particular set of skills. He does. Driving on Ice Road. Driving on Ice Road. He he is very skilled. <laughs> Ice Road Liam coming to a theater near you. Hey there, this is Frankie Sparks. And this is Scott Eisenberg. We're married. And we have a podcast called Shoot the Flick. Every week, Scott and I introduce each other to a new movie the other one has never seen. We talk about it, give our thoughts on it, and also share some behind-the-scenes fun facts. We want you guys to come along and enjoy the movies with us. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick, and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. Come and listen to us now as Frankie and I shoot the flick. Bitch, they went and saw Top Gun Maverick. Uh, maybe. 
But you know what hasn't closed? What's that? We still haven't closed the rage. The rage? The rage is still on. The rage is still on? The, the rage is the rage did not subside. We oh, are still raging. Oh, sorry. I moved on. <laughs> we want to keep the rage. I moved on. Oh, rage. there we go. Just had enough rage this episode already. <laughs> there we go. Top Gun will do that to now, you. It that, will make you rage. Our friends right. at Shoot the Flick are now contained within the rage. There you go. Mm. Frankie and Scott, I love you guys. Okay. So, I want to bring up, we sometimes just jump into our list episode, and I think new listeners that may pick us up are going like, what the fuck are they talking about? So, I just wanted to remind everybody to, first off, go to our website, which is filmrageyyc.com, and go to the tab that is called The Lists. The Lists. It's very simple. Go to The Lists, and on it, you will see four different lists. We have the undoubted. Yes. We have the mesmerized. Yes. We have the doubted. Ugh. And we have the repulsive. Ugh. Can you go lower? Ugh. That's low. That's real low if you're repulsive. So each one of these lists has rules to be on it. And what we've been doing the last little while, because we've put a ton of people on the mesmerized list over the years. Yes. Because we truly felt as a team that all these people are mesmerizing. But what we finally have realized is that it's impossible if you're mesmerizing, which means you take over the screen every time you're on it. And if you're in a movie and you're the most mesmerizing, if you're in a fit another film with another mesmerizing person and you're there not as mesmerizing as you, apparently they're not always mesmerizing. Thus, Murray has introduced us to the walking off. That was my idea, was it? I think so. I think it was actually I don't think mine. It was. But it's still Murray that delivers the goods. I, as yeah. soon Just as, like as the soon navigator. As, as soon as walking got back on the list, I'm like, we're doing walking offs. <laughs> yeah, see, the problem is. Christopher Walken isn't in a movie with every single one of these people. I know. I know. I've looked. But, I, but, but you know what? We're doing the walking off now because he's been in the most we're movies. We're doing the walking off until Walken's no longer on the list. Oh, well. Or which, or he takes out everybody he can, and then we'll and then, other stuff. And then we'll go to um, Frances McDormand, and she'll take everybody off the list. Yeah, or Viola Davis. That's right. Then they'll take the list. Yes. This list is going to be tight. Tight, we're, tight, we're tight. We're trying to tighten it up. We'll see that. how that That's goes. right. So we, and even Murr this week, yes. got to see got to. the fantastic <laughs> film XS Baggage. XS Baggage. XS, Sorry, I it. And it had Bryce's, one of Bryce's favorite actresses in it. Is it really? Yep. He loves Alicia Silverstone. More than any other actor. Have I brought her up for repulsive? No, but uh, the reason I'm doing that is because perhaps we may get to vote on two things today. Okay, well, uh, yeah, after we're done discussing this, I'm immediately bringing her up as repulsive. <laughs> well, no, you can't do that. We're talking about something else right now. I'm Just saying wait as your soon turn. as we're done. Just wait your turn. Yeah, but I don't want to forget. No, you, 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 you'll have to try and write it down somewhere. Alicia Silverstone right is now, repulsive. We are, we are voting on Alicia the film. Silverstone being repulsive? No. I vote yes. Well, I'm not voting until we talk about 
the walking off, which oh, is Christopher right. Walken. Versus Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. I love Benicio Del Toro. You know what? I never thought I could love anybody more than Benicio Del Toro in anything. I know, right? Until I saw the movie Excess Baggage. Yeah. yeah. And it was blatantly obvious to, I think, all three of us. Walk. Can I unanimously... Walken wins again. Walken, Walken crushed Benicio. Well, Benicio had the misfortune... Of being pretty much every one of his scenes with Alicia Silverstone. It's true, but she brought down the quality of his acting. Well, but he should have been able to outshine her. He should have been able to not sign the contract. He should have. That I agree. That is the thing, Murray. You are very correct. But the thing is, walking shouldn't have either. But he was still mesmerizing. Was he was he was Christopher Walken, and he's you know what it is with him, is that nobody has as many facial expressions as him. Nobody. Can I go Alicia Silverstone is repulsive now? No, we're not done yet. Oh. So Benicio Del Toro is officially no longer mesmerizing yeah. because yeah. he could not take down the walk-in. It's, it's rough, man. It's, it's rough. It's not. It's, I feel sorry for whoever Murray brings up next. Well, I'm starting to run out. I seriously am. I, I looked at pretty much every movie that he's been in, and yes. there aren't too many that are on a mesmerizing list with them. Is there any left? I found one. Ooh. Uh, seven Psychopaths. <gasps> I believe it's I love Sam Seven Psychopaths. I love oh, Seven Psychopaths. Sam Rockwell. No, I don't want to lose Sam Rockwell. Well, I'm sorry, Bryce. It's you may idea, have remember? to. Oh, no. I thought that Vinnie Jones was still on, but I couldn't find him. We must have got he got taken him. out. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I found one with him in it. But yeah, the only one I could find is Sam Seven Rockwell. Psychopaths. You know what? Sam Rockwell's pretty darn good in that. We'll see. I'm yeah. just lo- I'm just happy to watch Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. Finally, we get to watch a good Christopher Walken movie. Yes. I, how many bad Christopher Walken? Oh, man. You know, if he if he was in the life of David Gale, he'd be back off the list again. And then <laughs> we, could, we could put a whole bunch of people back on. Wasn't he in that cat movie you hated, too? Yeah, he did. But... Um, what happened was I saw a movie that was worse than that, thanks yeah. to Bryce. Yes, you're welcome. Which, <laughs> and I still think you have seen a few movies that I've made you see that is worse than The Life of David Gale, which I want you to go back and watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to recap, Del Toro's <laughs> gone. We're watching Seven Psychopaths, where Walken's going to go head-to-head with Sam Rockwell. This is a fair fight, by the way. Yeah, it's fair. And uh, uh, but You know what? Because we also did three... three um, Three billboards outside of Ebbing, yeah. and we didn't all agree in that. Yeah. That's why he's still on it, and Francis McDormand's still on it. Yep. I found another Buscemi movie, too, but didn't he already get knocked out? Uh, yeah, Buscemi's yeah. Buscemi. been knocked yeah, out. Yeah, because there was actually a, like a fourth movie that he was in it with. So. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately. Poor Steve. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and I think that's all we really had no, to talk. No, you know what? Yeah, let's move on. I'm, we're not pushing this stupid John Singleton crap either. <laughs> so we got two more things to talk about. Uh, okay. First, I say Alicia Silverstone is repulsive. What does anybody else say? Did you do the legwork for whether or not she's doubted too? Nah, I didn't. I didn't. We should probably do I, that too. I just, you just brought it up now. I didn't realize she wasn't on the repulsive list. Well, you should have done your homework. Okay, well, I'll do my homework for next time because we're not, so we're, we're not we're just short fo- this because John Singleton's getting talked about. Okay. Because it's, it's... It's been pushed on too long? Yeah, because you keep on saying, next week we'll talk about John. <laughs> You've been doing that for like 47 weeks now. It's, it's actually been... episode 103. It's been 46 and a half weeks. Yeah, at any rate. Because it was a half week... Anyways, that we didn't talk Alicia about. Alicia Silverstone repulsive, yay or nay? I vote yay. As long as she doesn't talk, she's fine. <laughs> Not she isn't smart, she just is a terrible actress. Oh, she's Wait, repulsive. So what yeah. is 
Sure. Okay, repulsive. Good. I haven't liked her anything she's done. It's unanimous. She is terrible. And Bryce is going to do all the work next week. You heard it here first, folks. I'll take a look. He's doing the work to see if she's also you, doubting. You know what I did this week? I did the work on John Singleton. Nice. So do we even have to talk about it? Like, not, not really, but we're going to. No, no. Well, because it is a dumb discussion. He only directed nine features, the first of which was Mondo, Boys in the Hood. That we can agree on. That we can agree on. Okay. And then it was back to back to back Mez, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, and Rosewood. All of them were good. None of them were great. Mad, mad, mad. So it's end of discussion. But we're going to talk about it anyways it because Jim. Then Shaft was a rage. Baby Boy was a meh. Too Fast, Too Furious was an unbelievable rage. Four Brothers was meh. And Abduction was a Taylor Lautner rage. Not even close to being doubted. Another dumb suggestion based on no research from Jim, who just throws stuff out. I, I just wanted to watch more John Singleton movies. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, and I had to watch. To, you need to at least look at stuff before you just throw them out as doubted. Uh, I I saw three rages back to back because Too Fast Too Furious was a rage. Okay. Baby Boy to me was a rage. Okay. Shaft was a rage, and then I stopped looking. I might if it's three rages in a row, it's a pretty good chance. And then I didn't watch anymore. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I haven't seen Rosewood, so I kind of want to see it. But then we'd have to have to have the discussion. So that's why I wrote him up. And also, you know why? No. I love it when you get like this. All right. Well, I yeah. love it. Marie, isn't this the best moment in Film Rage yeah. history? John Seeing his Singleton, blood boil? Rest in peace, and you are not doubted. There we go. Thank not you for doubted. doing all that homework. He's not doubted? I thought he was doubted. No, he's not. I thought all his rages made him doubted. No, no, no. no. Three rages in a row. Three back-to-back-to-back but- back back mez. If yeah. you got back-to-back Mez, you can't be doubted. Yeah. You really need to read the rules again, man. <laughs> yeah, I just don't care. <laughs> well, that's a There's a lot of people you guys he, doubt I happen to like. There so you go. There. What? What? No. That yeah. doesn't even seem possible. It doesn't seem possible. You're just talking. You're no. telling tales out of I school. happen to love Gerard Butler. So there. Oh, but he's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, well, your opinion. He picks terrible movies. But he's a really good singer. That's right. <laughs> Last week on Rage or Dare, the boys scooped out the 2008 film tenure from Murray's ever-tasty ice cream bucket of rage. This week, wait, this just in, the boys will not be going back to normal this week. That's right. This week, the boys were dared from one of our listeners and fellow podcasters, two idiots and a dog, to see the 2013 shark-tastic, shark film, Sharknado. Let's check in first and see if tenure will make the boys hot for teacher, or are they going to the principal's office because of their uncontrolled rage? Sharknado. Sharknado. I don't think Sharknado was a theatrical release, but whatever. Well, let's talk about the other one first. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling that might make Brace upset, mm-hmm. but a good reason to watch Sharknado is, is always a, a good reason. There's always a good reason to watch Sharknado. Rules are rules. There is, there is we no. Did, you mean but we did change no shades of we gray. Did, we did actually change some of that black, during, you mean during like the. Black uh, is black, white is white. You mean like watching movies based on TV shows? Yes. And cartoons? Yes. Which you broke both those rules this weekend? No, no. It was, no, no, it was kids movies or kids cartoons. Movies. No, you just said, you said TV show ones too. No, we didn't. That was also a rule. That was not yeah, a rule. It was. Well, we you, don't watch TV shows on here. 
But yeah, we, we also want- we also opened it up because there's movies only being shown on streaming. So we had to open things up because we actually reviewed things on here that weren't. So I think well, we I, I think it we was, should vote it was, on it. It was still a feature. It was a feature. Yeah. That was not that we we made a rule. Yeah, but we can unmake the rule because oh. we had to we opened up the can of worms when we started reviewing stuff on streaming when there was nothing in theaters. That has nothing to do with this. Sure, kinda. No, it doesn't. They're sure. totally separate. Well, and we were always no. going to do streaming from the first when we started this podcast. Streaming was part of it. You, was re- it? you literally put it in the notes at the f- very first one that we were, that we were Okay, we got to now go back and listen to yeah, our very first let's episode. Let's do that. Okay, well, hold because on. You're wrong we're going we're going we're going to pause the podcast right now yeah, as stop. we as we as we go back and rewatch it. And now we're back. No, we didn't. Yes, let's we did. <laughs> You're, you are a liar <laughs> and I a cheat. Uh, I second that opinion. Yeah, there yes, we go. You were right. That I was also... <laughs> All right, well, what did you think of t- tenure this week? <sighs> it's going to really mess up my... Od- my uh idea idea because that's all going in because <laughs> nice. i started from the very first part with the introduction nice. and now there's all this fruha well start it start it from here no, effective it's all going now. in no now no now and now no and now. now so tenure starts lo- starts <laughs> these pretzels are making me thirsty it's me. It's Jimmy. See, folks, this is what happens when you have rage in your heart. <laughs> and a bulge in your pants. Tenure stars Luke Wilson. Likeable Luke Wilson. Tenure stars David Kutchner. Always funny David Kutchner. No matter what this movie is, if you take likeable and funny and put them together, the very worst you could get is meh. That is the case here. The film is meh, but it's a very watchable meh. Between Sasquatch Club, Erotic Poetry Club, and a pyramid scheme that involves an erectile dysfunction product called Herb Erect, this is a movie that is impossible to hate. It is, however, a movie that is easy to like. Not love, but like. Like a lot. Tenure was meh. Oh, well, I guess I'm going to conflict with that. Because I think, but I don't know for sure, that the people who made this movie were actually trying to make a comedy. I know this. It was funny. I know this because they cast David Kirshner, and he is supposed to always be funny. And he was. But he wasn't. Also, they cast Luke Wilson, and he's also supposed to be funny, right? Uh, he doesn't have to be funny. He just has to be likable. He's, he's yeah. good at likable. Sometimes well, he's funny, and that's a bonus. But mainly, he's likable. And in this one, he was neither. He but was, he was kind the of timing of the so-called jokes, quote-unquote, and the attempts at humor, quote unquote, just fell flat. And I mean completely flat. Pretty much every interaction between every character seemed awkward, but not cute and funny awkward, just badly done awkward. Plus the story is kooky, but not good kooky in a way, uh, or even silly kooky in a way, but a kooky way that makes you want to turn off the movie and pretend you didn't watch it. I liked it. But, no, I did trudge on. For the most part, the film revolves around a man-child and his best friend, another man-child, who loves Bigfoot. It sounds like it should be good, right? Yeah, no, it was. but it's not. It's terrible. I swear there can't be another word that could have been 
the title of this film because they literally said the word tenure every five fucking minutes. And that's, that's with, what it was about. What's that? That's what it was about. Yeah. So do we need to hear that every five fucking minutes? It was this, the script in this was terrible. None of the jokes landed. Oh, it yeah. was, it was Luke Wilson's character was completely flat. The entire movie. He, he, he wasn't likable or cute or funny. He was annoying. No. And what's with the father figure. Bob Gunter's supposed to be like, got Alzheimer's and he remembers seems to remember everything. That was it, like, the point. He, it did, was, he didn't no, have Alzheimer's. He was he just, it, he early onset. Yeah. This movie was terrible. The fact that Bryce liked it just goes to show you. It's good. He's kooky. I liked it. I love it. It's terrible. I Murray. Well done. You. Murray, <laughs> you failed miserably. This movie was pretty good. It was awful, Murray. Pretty Pretty, pretty, you just pretty, 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 pretty good. You are just like Sam the Butcher. Pretty Delivering good. Alice the meat. That was a package well served because uh, it made me rage. I liked it. I hated it. So next week we're going to watch Sharknado. But it didn't get released in theaters. But we got paid to see it. So that's dumb. I know. No, it's not. Well, did, did you hear who dared us to see it? Two idiots and a dog. Mm. So you can go blame the dog. That's right. The dog's really cute, by the way. Okay. It's the dog's fault. I'll watch it, but I don't... I don't it's a, Are you it is a slippery slope. slope. Once you start he breaking rules... doesn't want to... Next thing you know... I like it. I like next his... Next thing you know, we're going to be I like shooting his attention. meth and robbing banks and... Banks, huh? Meth, huh? I, I, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> I like slippery slope, especially if I'm wearing my super slider snow skates. I don't know what other laws you will be. We'll be jaywalking, and I did that to get across the street. That's right, right to your place tonight. That's right. What else? Tell me what else I, I can break. I don't break rules. Speeding? It's true. He's a bit of a rule breaker. I'd sped here too, by the way. I was late, so I had to speed here. No, you didn't have to speed. I'd, I'd like to speed. No. Uh, what's what's the line from it's Top Gun, Murray? speed limit. Feel the need. The need for speed. And we couldn't end on a better note. Oh, I forgot to include my favorite line from Top Gun Maverick, which I'm going to include now. Yes, please do. Hey, Maverick, time to do some of that pilot shit. Which is a direct line from the original. Wow. Spoken by his on screen on, on screen son. Just saying. <sighs> I feel the need, the need for rage. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended film rage family who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey from the Nerdy Photographer, the voice of Rager Dare. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, subscribe, and send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see a terrible movie and pay us to see it. And you know, it sounds like we're just going to break some rules and do it. Great. But no matter what you do, please, 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 Make us rage. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.